0: Now. Hi, everyone. Welcome along to GLS TV uh, podcast. This is our first podcast of the new season. Really looking forward to the podcast coming up and the new season. A little bit bit different uh, on this recording. Usually uh, we've talked about the past uh, for the last kind of eight, nine, ten episodes. Uh, New season. So we're going to maybe look ahead to the season ahead. And I'm delighted uh, to say we've got a good friend of the show, historian David Hurt, alongside with us for this uh, episode. David, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and explain what you do and how you're connected to Rangers?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, hello, Gordon. Hello, everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm just a Rangers fan like everyone else. But um, when I retired a couple of years ago, I decided to start writing Rangers books because I'm quite keen in Rangers history. And that seems to have gone down quite well. I've written three so far, um, which has got me, which has got me um, into the, 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 the online world of Rangers quite a lot. Uh, as you say, I've, we've recorded quite a few history podcasts for Gers TV in, in the last year or two. Uh, and, uh, this is the first time I'm going to try and talk about the present rather than the past. So we'll see how it goes.
0: I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. And Just like a quick reminder, uh, you can visit our website, www.thegers.tv. Uh, for all the latest news and info regarding uh, our podcasts and live shows. And of course, uh, if you're on the Spotify channel, please take time to listen to our previous recordings with David. Uh, absolutely fascinating and very enlightening for me as well. I've learned so much, so thank you, David, for that. I'm sure the listeners have as well. So, uh, the new season is somewhat porous. Uh, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but the pre-season break does get shorter and shorter each season. Uh, and the the friendlies are about to hit us. First up, we've got uh, Alan McGregor's testimonial. Uh, and Alan McGregor has been a fantastic servant to the club. David, given your uh, expertise and historical uh, angle, mm-hmm. do you want to start us off talking about Alan McGregor? And I can come in in a wee couple of minutes if you like.
1: Yeah, well, McGregor's got an absolute place in Rangers history forever, really, hasn't he? Um, He's one of only three goalkeepers to play 500 games for the club. Uh, Only Jerry Dawson and Peter McCloy uh, also made that number. I mean, he made his debut 20 years ago, and and now he's getting his testimonial after all this time. Umteen medals, the man's not, not just a great keeper, he was a great character, a great winner. You can imagine he was the kind of player that, the kind of character you would want in the Rangers dressing him if, if push came to shove, and uh, some of the greatest saves I've ever seen. uh Alan oh McGregor made them. Uh, I think he's he's absolutely got a place in Rangers history and, he, and he's deservedly now in the Hall of Fame.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you, uh, for your opinion on uh, a question, uh similar to that in a wee second, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, it would be one of these questions is, is, is he a legend? Is he a Hall of Famer? But just following on from that. Uh, regarding uh, McGregor. I was doing some research myself and uh, the, thing, the things that, they, that you forget, uh, it's been obviously, you know, 41 years of age now, he's been around for a while. He uh, started off, he didn't really have a great start to his winter's career. He was like kind of back up and on the bench and in reserves for a few years and uh, he got his big... Now, David, please correct me if I'm wrong here because uh, I believe that he got his first break when Kloss got injured uh, but when McLeish was uh, in charge. But then... Uh, he, uh, we, saw, we signed uh, Roland Waterhouse, I was saying, Ronald, 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 Ronald yeah. Waterhouse. Uh, Ronald and,
1: Waterhouse, that's right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he got kind of relegated towards the bench. again. I don't think he was too happy with that. And then forcing uh, him back for injury, and then uh, he'd, he'd had to wait a while. So he had to wait a while for his first team. Uh, he, he had his debut, I think, in 19. He, he, yeah. Well, early, I can't remember what, what year, the 90s, but, but quite, quite early against, uh, I think it was 4th on the League Cup. But he wants
1: to yeah, substitute against Foffre in the Scottish Cup. Yeah. So Scottish Cup time. Yeah. And then
0: he had his debut. Yeah, I, th- I
1: think I think um go on. I, th- I think um he he was one of these young players that came through the, the academy. Uh, we sent him out on loan a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, he actually played in a he actually played in a cup final against Celtic for the one the week. Yeah, I was I was, I was I was reading, reading that with them. Yeah, successful Willembound there, a successful yeah. loan with St Johnson. Um, but basically, he, he first really established himself as this kind of what you call the first choice Rangers goalkeeper. Um, when Paul McGuinn actually I arrived, mean, he, he played a French goalkeeper called Lionel Letizia, who made a oh, of horrendous yeah, mistakes. <laughs> um, and McGregor was given the gloves to replace him, and in effect, that was that 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 was when he basically stayed in the team after that. Um, obviously, under Walter Smith, uh, you know, Alexander played the cup ties and stuff like but McGregor was was the first choice for yeah. basically the rest of his Rangers career. Absolutely.
0: So come about 2011, eh, 2012, he moved to Turkey eh, after the financial kind of, eh, yeah. we won't go into that too much, but we all know what happened. So he left to go to Besiktas in Turkey, I believe. And then he moved from Besiktas to Hull. And then a couple of years later, he re-signed eh, for Rangers. So I think it was eh, a good move coming back for him.
1: Uh, looking back, it was a it was an inspired thing to do. Um, I think at, at the time when when we heard that he was coming back, I, I don't think too many folk were all that excited about it. To be honest, yeah. I think we thought he was. I think we thought it was a bit old. There was still the scars of how he left the first time. Um, I think he had a little bit of persuading to do really to get the ranger support back on side a little bit. But he he, he just Done it on the pitch, and that's what matters, isn't it? Um, yeah, he soon I, I, I thought, I thought in the fifty-five season, he was absolutely incredible. Well, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: it's funny, it's funny as you say that because I, I think it's the same scene, but I remember there's a game against Celtic. Where we didn't win the game, but but I remember correctly he made he must have had if I remember correctly, and please again jumping if I'm not. But I think he made like three world class saves in that game, and uh, we not to win it, and uh, that was obviously the invincible season as well. So he I certainly, he certainly
1: that was the new year game. That was the game he, he touched that Griffiths one on the post, amongst other great yeah. sides he had. And then we we we, we scored quite well on went own goal, one one nil. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he was he was phenomenal that season. Phenomenal. To be fair, I, I think possibly we had he had a season too long. Um I'm I'm not I'm not so sure that it might have been better if he had if he had bowed out after the Scottish Cup final that he came on for the last 30 seconds.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm I'm, so, all... I'm. I'm not so sure. Last season, we, we, I think he was starting to go downhill a little bit, and I think it was absolutely the right thing. at The end of this the previous season, there, that, uh, it was, it was time for him to call it a day
0: Yeah, it, it seemed awful strange to me that he did come on for the the, the kind of swans uh, swan song, if you like, for the end of the cup final, and then. Uh signed a new contract, signed another year's contract, and, you know, a couple of weeks after that, it did seem like that was a bit odd timing, a bit of a yeah. kind of... but anyway, that's just a wee blip, and overall though, you've been a, you know, fantastic servant to the club, would you agree?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, there's not too many players play 500 games for Rangers, you know,
0: um, absolutely,
1: the, 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 the last player that played 500 games for Rangers was Alan McCoy, so that, that shows you how, how long ago that, that was.
0: Show. so here's the question I've been saving up, Okay, and I'll, I'll let you answer it first, okay? Oh, really uh, okay. So, would you class Al McGregor as a Rangers legend, or what would you class him as? How would you ca- characterize or sum up his contribution to Rangers?
1: Oh, I, I think. Um, I mean, he's he's just stopped playing. My, my my personal view is players shouldn't go into the Hall of Fame till after they've retired. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I personally wouldn't have put him in the put any in the Hall of Fame last year when they were all still players. But if I put that to one side. I don't think there's any doubt that in 10, 20, 30, 40 years' time, Alan McGregor will still be getting talked about as one of Ranger's greatest goalkeepers. And and for me, Brilliant. that that means you get legendary status at the club. He'll he'll be getting talked about the way Bobby Brown or Andy Gorham get talked about in years to come. Chris Woods, all these guys.
0: Sometimes when I'm talking about A uh, McGregor's contribution, some personally sometimes I don't think he's he's held in for some strange reason, maybe because he's Scottish, I don't know, but he's held he's not really held in the same kind of gravitas as maybe like a Stephen Klaus. But uh, I certainly think that he's he's stopping and instant instinctiveness, he was second to none.
1: Um
0: apart from maybe going.
1: I am I'm I'm at the age that um between nineteen ninety-one and nineteen ninety-seven, I would say I've never seen a goalkeeper as good as Andy Gorham play for yeah, anybody sorry, yeah, never, never, never mind play for Rangers yeah so when
0: it came
1: with instinct I'd if I put Gorham to one side that was six years, I think McGregor has been consistently brilliant for a longer period of time than Gorham but, but not quite to his standard but damn close some of the time I, yeah. think I, would, I think I would put McGregor second in my list of the best Rangers goalkeepers I've ever seen
0: Okay, well, coming from, from yourself, David, who knows all about Rangers, you know, from 1872 right to the present day. Ah, that's, I'm that's with that's the only <laughs> time the players I've seen. <laughs> so that seems like a good uh, way to kind of tie that subject up, then. Okay, and it'll be a great segue to our next segment where we're going to we may look ahead to the start of the new season. Before we do that, we've made some uh, signings to the club, obviously, the pre season, and we may yeah. as well start off with the goalkeeper, uh, Jack Butland. What's your thoughts on him?
1: Uh, my thoughts on him is that um, he's a proven English Premier League goalkeeper and at his peak, he was an England international goalkeeper. Now, he's not played regularly for a while. It kind I hate saying this, but it kind of reminds me of the guy Celtic signed a couple of years ago. Uh, ex england international that had kind of lost his way a little bit and had been sitting in the reserves a long time, but you knew he was yeah. a good goalkeeper.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. And I'm. I think if he if he plays to the form that he's capable of, which is a few years ago now, then I think I think he'll be a tremendous is. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really uh, interested in seeing him.
0: Yeah, he's selling at pedigree. He's played in the Premiership and uh, Ten Hag signed him for Manchester United on loan. Now didn't obviously play him because he was on the bench. However, uh, you you don't get signed as a backup goalkeeper for Manchester United if you're not rated. So uh, again, slight concern with lack of team football over the last couple of seasons, but. He has come out and said all the right things and I believe he's taken a, a, a pay cut to come to Rangers as well. So, uh, And he's only 30 or 31 as well, which is prime. You know, he's getting, you know, for a goalkeeper. That's oh, still yeah, relatively young, so...
1: His, his best years could still be in front of
0: him. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, obviously, we wish all the signings well, but uh, hopefully Jack can resurrect his career and hit the run running. Uh, Leon Barligan's re-signed. Thoughts on that? No-brainer? Uh...
1: Thoughts on that are um, he's a he's a gamble-free backup, but I wouldn't like to see us relying on him as a first-choice player anymore. I don't think he's get the. I think his injury record over the last eighteen months is a bit worrying, and he's thirty-five year old now. But there's no doubt he knows the club. He knows what it's all about. On his days, a very good defender. I just don't see him as a first choice, but in saying that they've brought him in to replace an injured Leon King, haven't they? So who, he yeah. he was about he's about the fourth or fifth choice centre back. So I, I see Balogun as a as a as a backup and yeah. a, a a very low risk backup. Yep, uh, probably summed up for me as well there, uh, David. He uh, knows what the clubs are about. A decent season
0: for QPR. Uh, I thought it was strange didn't resign him last season actually because he was desperate to come back to Rangers. So. Uh, you know he might only play a handful of games but I think if he plays that handful of games he'll give it 100% and uh, you know he's got the experience
1: and I think the thing is that obviously the, the, the manager trusts him the manager knows him Yeah. which is unlike the manager for last year if he, I suppose that didn't want <laughs> to keep him and if you know what I mean I don't I don't think
0: yeah.
1: he, he wanted to bring his own men in probably
0: yeah uh, we've also signed uh, Kieran Doll from Norwich as well you know much about him yeah.
1: I'll be honest; he's not a player I know a great deal about. But what I do know is that when he was a young player, he was very highly rated. I don't know if you've looked up the numbers because I've not got them in front of me, but I'm sure I remember seeing him playing for England under twenty ones for quite a while. I think he was he was seen as a future star, wasn't he? But I think he's a little bit like other players that Bill seems to go after, and that he knows them for youth setups. He knows that they're capable yeah. of. Um, they may have lost their way a little bit. And I think Bill fancies himself as the one that can turn them around and get them back on track again. Um,
0: yeah, well, I think he's getting...
1: the he, he he's the one that's kind of come under the radar a little bit compared to the other signings. And I'm I'm just wondering if he's going to he may turn out to be a, maybe not quite a Cantwell signing, but maybe something approaching that in terms of a guy that uh, has got something to prove. And he's done it in English Premier League before. So if he can do it in English Premier League and he find the form again, he should he should squish the Scottish League.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and he's coming from kind of similar background as, as Todd Cantwell as well. So, uh, let's hope that Michael Beal's seen something that we 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 obviously haven't heard about or know about. So, fantastic. Dejon uh, John Stirling. If uh, he he can play across the back, uh, left and right, but I think favour his favorite position is right back. Do you see him as a potential long term replacement for Tavernier? Uh, you
1: never know. Um... Tavernier's on the other side of thirty now, isn't he? So, but but he's also probably one of the fittest players in the squad. Um, we, we did ever since we lost Nathan Patterson, we, we needed somebody to compete for the right back slot. with Tavernier, although Tavernier, his numbers are beyond belief. Almost, uh, he's been yeah. a, he's been he's been an absolute machine for Rangers. We can't rely on him to churn them out constantly every season, season after season, and I, and I think. I got the impression when Patterson was there it pushed Tavernier on to be even better. And I'm hoping Sterling, as a a decent right-back, will do exactly the same. Plus the fact, it might mean you can actually rest Tavernier occasionally and play some deals.
0: Yeah, I think it was plenty to see that for, for parts of the season last season, Tavernier was playing with, playing with an injury and uh, didn't quite hit the heights. So, uh... Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Maybe we looked at that the best. I, th- I don't think the manager player.
1: had any options. I don't think he trusted anybody else to play right back.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so moving on, uh, kind of that's the uh, kind of we've recovered midfielders, defenders, and the new goalkeeper. We have got a few new forwards as well. So the front three. is up bit, uh, So moving on, uh, the kind of front uh, we've signed some new players up front. Uh, so the uh, you know the attack next season is going to or this season coming up is going to look completely different. First of all, eh, I don't know much about him, but we signed Abdallah Sina from Brighton on loan for the season. Have you seen much of him?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I think the only time I've ever seen him in my life is when he played for Slavia Prague against us. Um, The game at IBox that they beat us 2-0, remember the the, the one that yeah. the, the racism incident was in and stuff? Um, they they actually gave us a bit of doing last night, that night. That, that kind of overshadowed the fact that they... they they outplayed us. He played really well that night. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but but to be honest with you, I've seen nothing of him since. I've no idea. Um,
0: yep. I'm not sure if he's played for Brighton, but at the same time, you know, Brighton have done amazing the last couple of years. They play yeah, well, a great I, style of football as well. So hopefully, you know, he's been brought in with that went, style of football and play. In I think
1: night. He, he, went, he, went, he went to France, a French team last season in London. Didn't he? I think they, they didn't all get relegated. Um, yeah. So he was probably playing in a team that didn't create that many chances, so I don't, I don't know if you can really go by stats and stuff like that, so I don't think he scored that many goals um, yeah. I, th- I think the one the one thing I'm going to say about the forward signings is that it's not before time, I think yeah. I think our front, our front line needed ripped up and started again
0: um, Yeah, I mean it's hard, it's
1: hard we were, to we were, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were kind of living in the past a little bit, we were forward players um, yeah, and I think I yeah. think Biel's done exactly the right thing by just basically ripping up the forward line and starting again.
0: Yep. So with that in mind, two new strikers Or certainly two new, uh, you know, players that play up top. Anyway, uh, we we'll start mm-hmm. with uh, Sam Lamars. He's signed Lamars or Lamels. He's signed from Uh, yeah. Serie a. uh and uh, he's again. I need to be honest. I'll defer to you again, David, because I've not seen much of him. But uh, again, he seems to have a de- decent pedigree.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think he's another one of these guys. He got he got a big move to Italy, um, but he's been out and loan a couple of times. So it's it's like he couldn't fully force himself into the At- 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 Atalanta, wasn't it? The Atalanta yeah. team. Yeah. So they they put him out and loan a couple of times. Um, yeah. But I, f- I
0: think I think so it's, the- it's, this recu- what it's what just a current team rebuild, wasn't it? Yeah. So sorry, it's David, just a team
1: rebuild. He, he, he finds these uh, it's okay. He finds these players that that maybe they've. Their careers maybe not stalled, but it's maybe not going. It's not going in the right direction. At the time, um, I think he looks like another one of these guys that he needed a move away from the, his previous club. There's yeah. no doubt. If you look at his history, he, he got a big move to Italy because he was a really good player in Holland. Yeah. So um
0: yeah. Again, yeah.
1: if you find that form, then you would you would like to think that he'll he'll do well here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When I mean, he went to Atlanta, at Atlanta, who again have had a really, really great last few years, and uh, he was he was bought for them. Not quite managed to hit the, hit the ground there, running. Uh, he was on loan. one of the clubs. I was sorry, Dave, when you were speaking there. I did try to cut in. Sorry, one of the clubs that uh, he did okay. wasn't one. I believe was Sampdoria, and again they're, they're they're not a bad team either. So, uh, you know, hopefully if if he's got you know a few more chances, a bit more creativity around the team. And let's face it, you know, the, the teams who are going to play in Scotland, Ross County, St Merns, etc. they're not exactly, you know, AC, Inter Milan, Juventus, etc. and Napoli. So, uh, you know, probably it could be a fantastic play on the SBL, hopefully. Yeah. Big money signing last up at this moment, at this moment, and anyway, when we're speaking tonight, is Cediel Dessels. Sorry, I don't know if I've pronounced that properly. Dessels, I've got to at that But lunchtime. Kevin Aze, big money signing, believe it, but maybe, I think it was undisclosed. but the rumours are about £5 million. Uh, I have to say, first of all, not a fantastic goal scoring record. However, uh, I have seen him play a couple of times. Uh, I've seen him play and score against Roma, and I have seen him play against Napoli. I think I think uh, knocked Napoli and Roma out the Coppa Italia last think- Yeah, and he scored against Roma and played very well against Napoli. So, uh, what should I think personally? I think that uh, he's got he's good good characteristics. He's kind of powerful. Dynamic. He's he kind of reminds me a bit like maybe a kind of slightly taller, slightly slightly fitter, slightly more dynamic. Here, Alfredo Morelos, but uh, obviously that'll be that'll be for others yeah. to judge. What, what's your thoughts yeah. on him, David?
1: Well, I I think he's the Morelos replacement. Simple as that. He's I think he's the guy that Bill sees as being the leader of the line. Um, yeah. Uh, and I will say that if you look at the three forwards he signed, all three of them seem to be a tall, quick, strong strikers or forwards. Um I think that's that's to kind tell you a little bit of the way I think Bill's going to approach the, uh, yeah. the way they're the way they're going to play this season. I think we're going to be more physical. I think we're going to be stronger and faster than we were before. Um, as for Dessers, he was the top scorer in the conference league one year. I know that. So he's he's got a European although it's not Champions League level, he's got a right. a European pedigree. He took, he scored the goals that took Fang final to the Conference League final against Roma season before yeah. last.
0: Well, just, just to clarify, then, that, that, that is the, the Europa Conference League and not the English Conference, just to <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the last person. Yeah. The one that West Ham just won. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, departures then. So, obviously, we know at the end of the last season, five players left. So, we're just going to talk about more recent departures then. So, uh, Kolach uh, has signed for Parma. Are uh, you surprised to see him go?
1: No. No, I, 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 I didn't think. From the moment that Bill arrived that Bill particularly trusted him to lead the Um yeah. it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I think I th- I think what I said before sort of rings true for a lot of these departures. If you talk about them then is that yeah. I think it was just it was just time to rebuild this team. Um I think we, we need we need to remember <laughs> we, we won nothing last season. With yeah. Celtic won five of the last six trophies, they beat us four times last year when it mattered. It was time to wrap the team up. <laughs> I think it's as simple as that. Kolak done well in run of the mill SPL games, no doubt about that. Um, he scored a few important goals for against PSV Eindhoven in the Champions League qualifiers last year. Um, but I don't, I don't see him particularly as a as somebody that a, a league title winning team would build the forward line around. And I don't think Michael Beals sees him as that either.
0: Okay, good point, Nate. You made that actually very good point. The fact of the matter is that the majority of the, the players, obviously they put all the players that have left, are, have came from a losing team. Yeah, you're absolutely right that if we haven't, we've only won, you know, as I say, one trophy in the last eh, couple of years. Eh, these guys, let's face it, haven't cut it in the majority of the games against Celtic. They've totally collapsed in some of the games as well. Under different managers as well. So, yeah, I think make a good point about that, David. Absolutely. That it could be time to rip it up and uh, start again with some of the players. Do you yeah, think overall, like overall, are you happy with this? Are you happy with the balance of the team now? Are you happy with the signings overall? Well, I think
1: time will tell because there's, there's most of them I don't really know that much about in truth or in terms yeah. of having actually seen them. But what I do know is that if, if Michael B wants to succeed at Rangers, he couldn't rely on that team for last year. He has to put his own stamp on it. He has to bring in the players that he he thinks can do the job, and then trust them. And that's what he's doing. Uh, and so at the moment, I think it looks as if Bill's building his team, which is what we need to give him the backing to do. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm 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 quite happy with that. And and I also think that um there's more departures still to come, and probably more arrivals as well. Uh, well I, there's a pile of players that I I just don't see as being regulars next season who there's got to be a question mark over whether they stay at the club or not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I was, just, I was just going to make this a kind of final discussion point for the recording for the episode then, David. Uh, at a time of going to press, you've got time of recording. Uh, we, today, uh, as of right now, there's heavy, heavy links between Glenn Kamara and Lynch United and yep. uh, Scott Wright and Turkey. So I think it wouldn't be surprised if either of both of those two left.
1: Uh, I think it's time for both to go It's quite simple uh, Kamara was a player I really rated but I just think uh, he's stayed a year too long um, and right it's, it's just he's just never going to be a player that, that's it's going to be a Rangers lead. Yeah. you know a, a league team, team would rely on um, he has to go and if we get four million for Kamara which is the, the, the number that's, that's going around uh, I think we'd have got more for him two years ago but I think that's a pretty thats a pretty good deal for, for Rangers yeah um,
0: yeah, uh, and I obviously think... there's,
1: there's story, there's more stories going to be about other players potentially getting linked to moves away as well? You know, Haji and Sakala and guys like that. But we'll we'll see, perhaps.
0: I, I would I, personally, I'd be surprised to see Hadji leave just yet. Maybe next season, in the in the next season, uh, the season coming up, then certainly. But, but I think I think Hadji has to get back to fitness and form before any club would come in for him. I think Sakala loves it. I think if Sakala leaves, then uh, it'll be more of him getting forced out than wanting to leave. Would you agree? or oh, does need- well,
1: it? Possibly, but it's just it's obvious that the manager wants to bring in this Danilo as well. Um, so that that would be four forwards he'd signed. Yeah. And you have got you've got to ask yourself where where would Sakawa fit into his thinking at that point. It depends if somebody wants him, of course.
0: But he's- and of course we've got uh, we've got Lawrence coming back into preseason training, apparently today as well. He's been spotted training. Hey. Aye,
1: but, and then you've got to throw in the guy. So, well, I keep mentioning I keep talking to folk about Kamal Roof as if, as if he's going to stay fit for this season. <laughs> um, and then we're planning to with one, but um, he's, he's one that if you talk about how he needs a season to get fit, that absolutely nobody will buy him. So, you might as well blame him if he's fit, you might as well give him a go because you're not going to sell him. Nobody's going to buy a guy with his injury record, but, oh, but he's a he's a, a smashing, a smashing a Rangers. <laughs> no, I know, I know.
0: Uh, okay. So uh, fantastic, okay. So we're coming to approaching towards the end of the episode. Uh, before uh, we depart, before we end it, just uh, obviously it's difficult to, to to give your whole season thoughts on uh, you know a, a minute or two, but it just sum up like the pre season, sum up what you're thinking for the season ahead. Realistically, David, what would you say the expectations what in your head are for the season ahead? What what would you like to achieve and what do you think we'll achieve?
1: Uh, what 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 I want them to what I go into every season think we'll win a treble so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be any different this year. But the the absolute top priority has to be bringing the league back. Um, yeah, we've absolutely got to do that next season. It's it's getting it's getting it's getting ridiculous how often we haven't won it in the last the last five or six years. Um, so the league championship's got to be a priority. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, getting to the Champions League would be great again. Um, and we, we need to win at least one of the Cups. We, we're, we're, our overall cup record, since we get back I'm up into the top divisions, absolutely awful as well. Um, so, in my head, I'm expecting a league title and I'm expecting one other trophy in the trophy room. Um, and the other thing I was, I'd quite like to say is that. Um, Celtic changing their manager is uh, something that I am actually looking forward to as well because I feel I feel that um Rogers got absolutely no competition the first time he was he was here. Um absolutely. He, was, he was he was playing against a Rangers team that were absolutely unrecognizable as Rangers. Um I like to see us putting him under some pressure because um I think he's the kind that'll collapse like a pack like of cards. Yep.
0: Uh, absolutely right. I mean, beforehand uh, in the season, and you know, he was up against you know guys like Pedro Pacina, etc. And you're absolutely right; it wasn't a competition as we know it now. So, uh, yeah, just from uh, one point of view, uh, it's a difficult one because obviously, as you see, the the expectation and the, the the demand more than anything else as a league title. Uh, I think that the, the points tally we accumulated last season, I think it was either, it's either 92 or 94, but it was certainly a lot of points we actually did accrue, we need to give us ourselves credit for that. If we could turn a couple more of those away draws under Geo and it wins this season, then I think we'll be very, very close to the league title and I imagine it's going to be very, very tight and hopefully uh, the, the new signings we've got, especially up front, will give us the firepower and the, uh, and the power. Uh, to, to to go the extra mile. European-wise, uh, for some reason, I'm actually more convinced we'll win the league this season than qualify for the Champions League. But, again, hopefully I'm wrong about that. And, again, you're absolutely right. Gerard doesn't really, I don't think Gerard put too much uh, store in, in the Cup performances, to be perfectly honest. He's concentrated on the league. Uh, but, certainly winning the League cups is a marker for the rest of the season. So, I know, I know, I know, and, I, and I know, David, you like the League Cup as well, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah
1: let's... I certainly do. We haven't won it <laughs> since 2011, for crying out loud. It's, it's definitely yeah. time it was back
0: where it belongs. If there's one man on the planet you don't get started about the League Cup's rounders, it's David Held. On that note, David, just come up to the last minute or so, do you want to just remind the listeners what uh, books you've written and what's out there for them to get, if you like?
1: Yeah, well, if you type my name into the Amazon, you'll find three books come up. Uh, the first one's called 1872, which was a series of short biographies of players that played for Rangers in the first 75 years of the club's history. Uh, the second book was called Kings of the Week Cup, as you've just as you've just alluded to, which was about the 27 times Rangers have won that trophy, those 27 seasons. And my most recent book was called 1977-78, which was the story of uh, the treble season under George Wallace and John Gregg's last season as Rangers captain. Okay,
0: absolutely fantastic. So please support. At the GSD. we support everyone and anyone connected with Rangers, so please go on Amazon if you can, search David Herd, and uh, you will find his books. Please purchase them. Absolutely fantastic. Birthday, Christmas presents as well. Okay, so that wraps up uh, today's uh, episode. Uh, Again, uh, many thanks to David. Thanks for joining us again, David.
1: No problem at all. Now, I'm sure we'll speak again in the near future, Gordon.
0: Yeah, just a reminder that we have got a whole series of episodes that David and I have recorded. Uh, absolutely fantastic And again, just as I said at the start of the show tonight, absolutely f- absolutely fascinating absolutely very informative as well. So please listen to them. Once again, a reminder, the JLS TV website is www.TheJLS.tv. On behalf of myself, Gordon and The JLS TV, thanks very much for uh, listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Fine.